The Devils have a record of five, three, and zero. They've won five of their last six, and they just beat the reigning Stanley Cup champions with their backup goalie in Vitek Vanacek. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Whoa, that game was something else. So if you guys missed the last episode, I did a pregame crossover with the fellows over at Locked On Avalanche. I made some predictions. I gave my overall thoughts going into the game. And I said the New Jersey Devils would lose, I believe, four to two. And I said that how the Avalanche would get the fourth goal is via an empty netter goal. I was way off. And I am so glad I was way off because the New Jersey Devils just played their hearts out against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. And it's worth mentioning Andre Pilat did not play in this game. And I said in the last episode, Andre Pilat is our bona fide leader. I don't care that Nico Heischer wears the C on his jersey. Andre Pilat is the true leader of this team. He is the guy that the New Jersey Devils rely on. He is the shoulder we cry on if we're ever in a situation or if our backs are against the walls or if we're going up against the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Mackenzie Blackwood was dealing with an injury. He didn't practice in yesterday's game. And I said... I believe that Vitek Vanacek would get the start. I wasn't concerned about Mackenzie Blackwood because, like I said in the previous episode, Akira Schmidt and Nico Dawes were still in Utica, according to Ben Burnell, who is a writer for the Utica Comets. And that basically gave the signals that Mackenzie Blackwood would be okay, but he might not play. This game, forget the New York Islanders game, forget the Detroit Red Wings game, one to nothing affair. We just shut out the reigning Stanley Cup champions with our backup goalie. Now, is Vitek Vanacek really a backup goalie? He's more of a 1B option, but I still consider him a backup because Mackenzie Blackwood is still our go-to guy, but that is beside the point. I, I, I remember just discussing saying that we were just going to have to rely on a goalie who sucked the least. But now Mackenzie Blackwood, he had a good week last week. And now Vitek Vanacek is coming off of back-to-back great outings. And we're going to talk about him later on in the episode. But first, let's talk about the story of the special teams. So here's the thing going into this matchup. The New Jersey Devils were ranked 24th in the entire NHL for power play percentage at 15%. They were ranked 6th in penalty kill at 90.5%. Now, you flip that for the Colorado Avalanche. They have a good power play, but they don't have a good penalty kill. And who would have thought it would have come down to the special teams? So if you guys need some reference, I know I compare stats towards the end of the episode, but the Colorado Avalanche had six power play opportunities. One of those power play opportunities I felt as though was 
an unfair call to Yegor Sharangovich. I felt as though his stick got tied up a little bit and he just made an aggressive move to free himself. I, I don't think that uh, should have been a penalty, but that's why I'm not a referee. But the New Jersey Devils were able to tightrope out of many, many situations because let's face it, if you were not on the edge of your seat, if you were not sweating bullets, if you were just saying no more penalties, New Jersey Devils, because the Colorado Avalanche, once again, had one of the best power play numbers going into this matchup. You were just on the edge of your seat just saying, can the New Jersey Devils clear it? Can they clear it? And they were able to escape many situations by the skin of their teeth. And speaking of special teams, the New Jersey Devils' lone goal, the goal that solidified the game for them, the goal that pretty much just said, okay, that's that's the decider factor. And I wanted to tweet it out, but I didn't want to jinx anything. I said, honestly, with how this game is going, it seems like the first team to score is going to end up winning. And who scored the goal? Jack Hughes on the power play once again. And who got the assist? He got the primary assist. It's Jesper Bratt. So Jesper Bratt extends his point streak to eight games. So the record for the New Jersey Devils for a point streak to start off a season is 10. So Jesper Bratt is two games away from tying the record, and he is three games away from breaking it. And based on how he's been playing, I think he is going to get that record with ease. But like I said, I don't want to jinx anything. And Dougie Hamilton, a guy who I've been giving credit for the last couple of episodes because I think he deserves more recognition for what he's been able to do to start off the season. He was able to get the secondary assist. And I just have to give a shout out to a specific player. And he was one of the three stars of the game. So the past couple of episodes, I've been talking about underdogs for New Jersey Devils. Well, this player is not really an underdog, but I haven't really been giving him the credit he deserves on my show. And that is John Marino. He was one of the, once again, he was one of the three stars in tonight's matchup against the Colorado Avalanche, and rightfully so. Because if you looked at some of those penalty kill situations, John Marino was just a rock for the New Jersey Devils. He was making these smart decisions. At one point during a penalty kill situation, he had control of the puck, and he was trying to take it into neutral zone, and he could have dropped the puck on back, and so the Devils could just try to chug up the way of the rank to try to get the shorthanded goal, but he read the situation, he read the room, and he was like, that's not smart. Dump the puck to kill some time. It's the little things like that that are going to go a long way because, quite honestly, that could have been a turnover situation for the New Jersey Devils. But once again, John Marino making a smart hockey decision by just electing to blast the puck down to the other side of the rink so that way the New Jersey Devils could go for a change because he knew that some of the players trailing him were tired. Thus, the penalty kill could be slightly more effective. But... Look, I, I know the New Jersey Devils were playing with fire in this game by racking up all those penalties, and I'm glad that they were able to uh, get out of many of those situations, but let's not do that again, okay? So lightning doesn't strike twice. So once again, the New Jersey Devils have one of the best penalty kills in the entire NHL up to date, and they definitely improved their numbers against the, the Stanley Cup champions. But at the same time, let's not make that a recurring habit. So I'm glad that we were able to get the win today. But it wasn't it wasn't pretty at times, but I'm glad that the New Jersey Devils were able to make it somewhat entertaining. So I'm going to give you guys my overall thoughts of the game and what this means for New Jersey Devils moving forward momentarily. But first, I want to bring you guys the first and only library this morning. And it comes from our friends at BetOnline. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season and also the World Series. 
Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores of every sport out there. The fastest, easy way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so let's talk about one of the other stars of the game, and that was Vitek Banachek. So Vitek Banachek, quite honestly, his back was against the wall in this game, in my opinion. Now, I get that he played in the last game against the Detroit Red Wings, but at the same time, I don't think Vitek Banachek was the intended starter, especially going up against a team of the Colorado Avalanche's uh, caliber. Now, I understand that Gabriel Landeskog uh, is out for an extended period of time, but still, you don't want to sleep on a team like the Colorado Avalanche. I, I, I do. I am well aware that the, that the Colorado Avalanche are not at full strength, but at the same time, they are still very legitimate, and they're a team that can strike, and they are a team that is deadly. So I don't want to take anything away from the New Jersey Devils in that sort of regards. I don't want to hear any excuses from outside of the devil's fan base so if people are just saying oh yeah the avalanche are a little dinged up no this was still a tough opponent now digressing a little bit uh let's give credit where credit is due vtech vancheck so as i was saying his back was sort of against the wall in my opinion because going into this matchup i don't think i don't think he was the intended starter for the new jersey devils because remember during the course of those couple practices amanda stein was saying that Mackenzie Blackwood was dealing with a minor injury. He didn't partake in the practice. And Kyle Shapiro, emergency backup goalie, had to come in and help out a little bit. Jonathan Bernier was also seeing some reps in practice. So I think Lindy Russ' mindset was against Colorado Avalanche, probably put in Mackenzie Blackwood once again. So that way you get your, your, your starting goalie the chance to try to stop the defending champs. But uh, – you know, I said in the last episode with the crossover with Locked On Avalanche, I said it's better to be safe than sorry in this sort of circumstance because one of the issues that Mackenzie Blackwood has been dealing with is that sometimes we overuse him and we don't rest him accordingly. We had to rely on him way too much. So in this sort of circumstance, I think Mackenzie Blackwood, I don't think he'll mind sitting on the bench in this sort of circumstance because I think he sees what the New Jersey Devils are trying to do. They're not trying to repeat on their mistakes by overworking him thus leading to a more serious injury. So even if it's a tweak, even if it's a day-to-day kind of thing, not really concerned about Mackenzie Blackwood because he was still on the bench for a New Jersey Devils, obviously because Dawes and Schmid weren't brought up. We didn't have to call our emergency backup goalie, Kyle Shapiro, to uh, come onto the bench to try to help out. And Jonathan Bernier didn't have to come back prematurely. But ultimately, Mackenzie Blackwood, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to play in the next game against the Columbus Blue Jackets if I had to make an educated guess. But wouldn't be surprised if Vitek Vanacek was in between the pipes once again because Vanacek was fantastic this game for New Jersey Devils. He made 24 saves. He shut out the Colorado Avalanche. And I even tweeted this out. I said, did we seriously, the New Jersey Devils, just shut out the reigning Stanley Cup champions with our backup goalie? Yes. Yes, we did. And we just won five of our last six. And... Vitek Vanacek was one of the stars of the game. In fact, he was the first star of the game, and rightfully so, because down the stretch, Vitek Vanacek 
kept it a nothing-nothing game. He kept it a one-to-nothing game because he was making crucial saves. It, and Ryan Novozinski, a beat writer for New Jersey Devils for NJ.com, was saying that VTech chants were filling the rock. You had people saying, VTech, VTech, VTech. And I'm sure that boosted his confidence up a little bit. It's so refreshing to see VTech chants instead of fire rough chants, but we're not going to get into that discussion. I'm not going to go down that advocate for the time being because the New Jersey Devils are playing really well. But uh, VTech Vanacek, this is why we brought him. We brought in a guy who has a lot of potential. We brought in a guy who is still relatively young. We brought in a guy who has playoff experience, even though he's still very young in his career, like I said. And it's moments like this where I'm just so glad that we have him on the roster. And I think people are starting to give him much needed respect. And if you didn't know who Vitek Vancek was going into this game, I think a lot of people are turning their heads right now. Hopefully that doesn't jinx anything. Hopefully Vitek Vancek is able to maintain that sort of dominance that he's been showing uh, his last couple outings. But Vitek Vancek, you know, he could take that starting role from Mackenzie Blackwood if Mackenzie Blackwood doesn't have a, a good couple of next outings. But that's a discussion for another time. Vitek Vancek, in my eyes, is still the backup goalie for the New Jersey Devils. And it was just one hell of a game for the Devils. And th this was just what we needed. This is like a momentum booster for them just because uh, going into this matchup, I had my doubts for them, but they were able to walk away with two points. They were able to shut out the avalanche. And this was just a, in a very exciting matchup. I know I'm repeating myself, but I was just left flabbergasted. And I think a lot of people can attest me in that sort of regards. And this is the epitome of working together because this time around, this had really playoff vibes for New Jersey Devils because it was a defensive-minded game. Because keep in mind, the New Jersey Devils held the Colorado Avalanche to four shots the entire first period. Then they got outshot by the Avalanche in period number two. And then when the Devils had an opportunity to go up one to nothing and crack the egg and light the lamp for the first time that evening, they capitalized on it thanks to their franchise player, Jack Hughes. And that's why I say, don't give up on Jack Hughes. He is still our franchise player. I give credit when credit is due. I'm glad that Jesper Bratt is having the season he's having. I still think he is definitely going to be an all-star this year, barring anything catastrophic happening or if he just completely goes downhill. But Jesper Bratt has gone off to a better start than I anticipated, quite honestly. So this, this just had playoff vibes for them. And if the Devils want to go back to the playoffs – I know it's still early on in the season, but that's something you can kind of expect. That's, I think, you know, wrapped around in their mind. And I think Andre Pilat in the locker room, despite not suiting up for this game, he was like, yes, that's what a playoff game is like because every moment is crucial. Every moment is important. You just saw the Devils just fighting for their lives on every penalty kill. You saw the New Jersey Devils just, once again, game planning was decent for the power play. They just couldn't get anything going. And then in period number three, they were able to just find the back of the net and just rely on two of their big three members. So that was just a great outing. And for John Marino, hella underrated. Outside of the Devils organization, no one really talks about him. But this is, this is a guy that Tom Fitzgerald got in exchange for Ty Smith. And Ty Smith is not even on the NHL roster for the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I even asked my buddy, Hunter Hodes, the host of Locked On Penguins, I asked him, hey, how's Ty Smith treating you? And he was like, well, once he's called up and he does well, I'll let you know. And I was just like, yeah, okay. John Marino, 
excellent pickup for the New Jersey Devils, an underrated pickup, if that, because I don't think the Pittsburgh Penguins were utilizing his full potential during the course of the playoffs. And just having someone like him, someone who was able to have two blocks, and he was tied with Damon Severson for most blocks amongst the defensive unit for the New Jersey Devils, that was great to see. And also, the Devils could have taken an earlier lead if Miles Wood wasn't offsides. And when you look at the replay, he definitely was offsides, clear as day. It, it, the, the referees reviewed it after Colorado Avalanche challenged it, and they were and it took them no time flat. It took them like 10 seconds to say, yeah, he was definitely offsides. And then if you see a clip on Twitter or wherever the case might be, you see Miles Wood reacting to that, just saying, oh, yeah, he was definitely offsides. But that was also, you know, refreshing to see Miles Wood get a goal. Well, even though it was waved off, still get still get a goal. And uh, Michael McLeod assisting on it because I felt like that was big for their respective line because I wanted to see a little more momentum go their way. And I thought that could have been just the the domino piece to fall for someone like Miles Wood, who's coming back uh, from missing significant time. But, you know, it, it just wasn't meant to be. And we just got to live with that in that sort of circumstance. So my initial reactions to the game, once again, just flabbergasted, just an amazing outing for New Jersey Devils. And it's just so hard to wrap up all my thoughts in just a 20-minute frame. This was by far their best game of the year because of how they played, the effort they show. They came out with a purpose from start to finish, and they maintained it. Now, I'm, I was a little concerned at the start of the season because I saw what the New Jersey Devils were trying to do. They were trying to run and gun, and Nathan McKinnon also acknowledged it. He was like, yeah, they kind of uh, scare me a little bit just because they have a lot of great players. They have Jack Hughes. They have Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer as well, and they just like to run and gun, and, and you know, they, they could definitely give us a run for our money. And we saw it back in March earlier this year when the New Jersey Devils were able to score five unanswered goals on the Avalanche. So I was a little concerned at the beginning of the year because I was just like, look, it's a little sloppy. Can we contain that energy a little bit more and just clean it up just a bit? And the New Jersey Devils were able to do that. That's the epitome of coming out with energy but not being sloppy, cleaning it up, making the right moves. So Jack Hughes being clutch for a New Jersey Devils. Vitek Banchek being clutch for a New Jersey Devils. John Marino just being that overall rock and anchor for the New Jersey Devils. They acknowledge that on the broadcast because for John Marino, what he does doesn't really show up in the score sheet. But once again, I hate the advanced analytics, but the advanced analytics, they probably love what they saw from John Marino in this game and his overall fight and determination. And just similar to what Siegenthaler is, just that anchor and that rock and someone who's not going to put up offensive numbers, but at the same time, he's not going to slow it down for a New Jersey Devils. So one of the things I raved about John Marino was that he knows how to facilitate. Talk to my buddy Hunter of Locked On Penguins about it as well. He knows how to just uh, create for his teammates. He knows how to create looks and things of that nature. So we're seeing that on full display. John Marino was a great pickup for the New Jersey Devils, and I'm glad that he is on this roster. Vitek Vanacek, one hell of an outing in between the pipes. Story of the special teams, New Jersey Devils, near the bottom tier in the league in power play percentage, but I don't think that does them justice because, once again, this game they were getting good looks, but at the last possible second, Colorado Avalanche were able to clear it on down, and then they were tops in the penalty kill in the, amongst the entire NHL, and it showed – it put, see, going into this game, 
this was a test for the New Jersey Devils because going into this game, I said this was sort of a test for New Jersey Devils. Why is that? Well, here was a test for them during the course of the game. Six power play opportunities for the Colorado Avalanche. And the Devils have one of the top penalty kills in the entire NHL. Okay, let's put that to the test to one of the top power play percentages in the entire NHL, which were the Colorado Avalanche. And they were able to show out and embarrass them in my eyes. So going against the the Stanley Cup champions, shutting them out with our backup goalie, coming up clutch, guys stepping up their games, guys whose numbers don't show up in the score sheet, but you knew their impact was there. My only complaint is I don't think Miles Wood should be on the on the power play, but uh, you know that's just me nitpicking a little bit. And I get that the Avalanche are dinged up, but who cares? They they still got the win, and the Devils walk away with two points. And Jack Hughes's goal came late in period number three. So let's compare the overall stats, and I'll give you guys my uh, letter grade for this matchup for New Jersey Devils. So shots on goal differential twenty four to twenty three in favor of the Colorado avalanche. And that's actually pretty astonishing considering the fact that the devils kept them to four shots on goal in the entirety of period number one. So the Colorado avalanche, they, during the course of period number two and period number three, they were trying to answer on back and VTech Banchek just stepped up to the plate when it mattered most late in the game. Then faceoff percentage, the New Jersey devils wiped the floor in that department, 71% to 29%. And then power play opportunities, devils one for three, Avalanche, you probably already know it already because I've said it twice, 0 for 6. Hits, 17 to 11 in favor of the Avalanche. Blocks, dead even at 17. Giveaways, this might uh, also surprise you guys. Avalanche actually played a very clean game because they had zero giveaways this game, whereas the Devils had four. And I also want to give a shout out to Ryan Graves because Ryan Graves went up against his old team, a team that just won the Stanley Cup Finals without him. And I'm sure that was lingering in his head just a little bit. I saw that Ryan Novozinski spoke to him. I'm going to have to read the article to uh, see what uh, Ryan Graves' overall mindset was because I know that has to be sort of like a punch to the gut, uh, if you would, because I know if I was in Ryan Graves' shoes, I would definitely feel that way. But Ryan Graves had two great scoring chances, and unfortunately, he just got handcuffed. So he wasn't able to find the back of the net, and that's just the story this season for New Jersey Devils. So their overall record improves to 5-3. and three. Avalanche, 4-3-1. and one. I should have known a little bit better because I mentioned it in yesterday's crossover episode. I said that the Avalanche lost to the Kraken. They lost to the Winnipeg Jets. They won in a shootout to the New York Rangers. So I don't know why I said 4-2. I should have known it it would have been a closer game. I was just a little concerned about the Devils' overall momentum and also missing Andre Palat, one of our leaders. So that's why I had my concerns. And also we're going with Vitek Vanacek and not Mackenzie Blackwood. So if I had to rate this game for the Devils, you probably already know what I'm going to give them. A plus across the board. This was the epitome of a perfect game. You got, you capitalized on your special teams. You came up clutch guys stepped up to the plate guys who are role players and know their role. This was the epitome of a perfect game for a New Jersey devil. So let me know what you guys think in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at Trey Matt four T R E Y M A T T and the number four. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Once again, Devils came out victorious by a score of one to nothing. This game was just something else. I'm still 
in shock. So like I do to close out every episode, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Wow. And we're going against the Columbus Blue Jackets in our next game. Johnny Goodrow, you got something coming for you. I promise. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.